Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smuin, your host, and I'm joined today by the lovely and talented Angie. It's great to be here today. We're excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 35. Have you been praying about starting a new Bible study? You know, this is a great time of year to start a new Bible study or to participate in a new Bible study. So you may be a pastor wanting to start a new outreach and, and considering a Bible study to do that. Or you may be a pastoral counselor who wants to expand what you're doing to include a Bible study or a small group to address a specific topic. Or you could be just a regular believer who wants to gather with friends and family and study the Word. Now that's a powerful concept. Sometimes we undervalue just the average believer getting together with some friends or family and saying, hey, let's study the Word. Let's see what God's Word says. That is powerful. If you're considering starting a new Bible study, don't start until you answer these five questions because they will define your Bible study and help you be more successful. So five questions. What's the first one? The first question is this, who will be attending? Oh, that's a good question because you got to take in mind your audience. You do. You, you really have to understand who's your audience before you start the Bible study so that you can aim it, gear it, focus it, however you want to say that, on those people. And so in that process, there's some things you want to consider. What is the spiritual maturity or where are the people at on their spiritual journey? Because if you get that wrong, then you're not going to be connecting with them. So if they're a new believer, you know, you want to focus on one type of Bible study. If they are experienced or maybe in leadership or been in Bible college or something, that's a little bit different type of Bible study. The other thing you have to keep in mind is the age of the audience, if there's men, or if there's women, where they're, they're at. If they're single or yeah. married, couples. There's a lot of those things you want to consider, right? There is. I mean, are there going to be children present? Because if there's children present, you have to keep that in mind and how you handle the group. Yeah, because children can be a blessing in a Bible study or they can be disruptive. And that really depends on how you design the Bible study. If you're designing it knowing that there's kids coming, then you can incorporate things for them to do. But if you're not taking that into consideration and suddenly children show up and you're not prepared, that can be disastrous. For example, when we had our home church, there were a lot of children present. And we actually handed out paper and crayons at the beginning of the sermon. Yeah, I mean, we've done that in regular church, you know, like a normal church. We've done it in our home church. We've done it in Bible study fellowships. Take the children into consideration. Take into consideration who it is you're trying to minister to and what their needs are so that you can really design the study to be the most powerful and beneficial in their lives. And you can't underestimate the value of just praying and asking, Lord, who do you want me to reach here? Who is going to come? What do you want me to do? And then listen for what he tells you. Now, you may be in ministry or like a pastoral counselor. We know lots of pastoral counselors. And you may be wanting to do something more like an outreach or do a group study on a specific Bible topic, you have to know who's coming 
so that you can kind of group those people together and make it valuable for them, right? So that's the key. Take into consideration who's attending the Bible study. So what's question number two? Really, it comes down to this. What is your skill level as the teacher? If you're new to teaching a Bible study, then you want to really be careful. You don't want to jump into a topic or maybe an in-depth Bible study, something that's really hard to deal with. You want to start with something that is easier to lead your first time or second time or third time. You definitely don't want to start with a topic like the book of Revelation or the end times because those are so deep and, you know, they, there's so much involved with that that you could get over your head really, really easy. Those are tough topics for seasoned ministers. Yes, they are. And I've known a, a lot of people who have tried to teach something like that. They get overwhelmed. They get discouraged. They quit. It's not a successful study because they weren't quite equipped to teach that level of a study. On the other hand, you may be a pro. You may have taught a lot of Bible studies. You may have a lot of experience. Some of you may have even attended Bible college. And if that's the case, then you really have to stop and consider who's attending because it's easy for a seasoned Bible study teacher to talk over the top of people's heads or go the other direction and really kind of talk very basic when they want something more. So if you're a seasoned teacher, then take some time and really consider who is attending, what's the goal, what's your target here, and what does the Holy Spirit want you to address? And be careful not to assume that people are at a spiritual level when they may not be. Now, I've, I've done this. I've had this experience. I've taught Bible studies in classes. I remember one, I was teaching this, this topic, it was spiritual warfare a type of material, and halfway through the class, we took a break, and uh, the participants came to me, and they're like, hey, can you slow down, because we don't know what you're talking about, and it shocked me, because I thought they probably knew more than me, and that just wasn't the case, so if you're seasoned, be careful, because it's easy to assume people understand something when they don't, or you can go the other way and make it too basic, so it's really a matter of understanding your audience again. And you wouldn't think that being basic is a problem, but it can be a real problem. It can be. I mean, I've attended Bible studies and it's really basic, and I'm glad to participate and encourage, but I don't necessarily get anything out of yeah. it. So what's the third question? It really comes down to what is the method or the format of your Bible study. And before you start, you want to determine is this going to be a topical study or more of a systematic study? That's important because systematic studies tend to go verse by verse or sometimes chapter by chapter. They tend to be way more in depth and they tend to focus on a book of the Bible or a specific uh, set of passages in the scripture that you're going to go through. And those can get really in depth. Have you ever been part of a study like that? Yes, I've been a part of one that just seemed like it was going to go on forever, but I learned a lot in that type of a Bible study. Yeah, me too. I did a, a study with a bunch of guys on the book of Genesis, and it took over a year. And <laughs> I mean, we started out and we quickly realized we, we have to pick up the pace here or it's just not we're never going to get finished. 
right now I'm in a, a study on the book of Revelation with some guys, and uh, I don't know, we're six months in, and we're just partway through the book of Revelation. So when you're doing a systematic study, take into consideration that they can take a long time to finish, and you can go really, really deep, sometimes too deep, and get buried in that. And you want to know up front if it's going to take a long time so that the expectation of yourself and the expectation of the participants is realistic. Yeah, I mean, if, if somebody thinks, oh, we'll do a six-week Bible study on something, and in six weeks you're just scratching the surface, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. On the other hand, there is topical studies, and topical studies really tend to focus on what the Bible says about a specific issue. And those, you have to decide, are you going to bounce from topic to topic? Are there a set number of topics? Are you going to do a six-week series on how to find joy, for example? Or, you know, what are you going to do with that? Because topical tends to focus on something, and there's a, there's a trap there for Bible study teachers that I see people fall into, and it's this. You hit the five favorite topics, and then you don't know what to teach next. And so topical can be a little bit frustrating like that because after you've dealt with the same topic three times, people stop coming. I always think it's a good thing to do some topical and some systematic because then you get a little bit of both. If you approach the systematic correctly, you can throw a lot of topical in there. Yeah. We did an episode on Bible study methods made simple. And I'll make a link to that in the show notes, or I'll put a thing in there so you can find it. You might want to listen to that because it talks about both the systematic and the topical, different things to take into consideration. The other thing you have to decide is, are you going to design your own material, do all the study yourself, or are you going to use a pre-prepared study guide or book or something like that? The fourth question is, what's the style of Bible study you're going to do? Now, this isn't necessarily about the method. This is really about you as a teacher. What style are you going to use to actually teach the Bible study? So we did an episode about this. It's titled, Three Best Bible Study Teaching Styles. And if you're interested in this, I highly recommend you watch it. We'll put a link in the show notes and and make it accessible for you. Uh, Or you can just browse through our episodes or our YouTube channel there and find it. But that really does give you some insight into the topic. Basically, you have to decide if you're going to do like a lecture style or maybe you want to do a roundtable style or you want to do a question style. There's different styles to leading and teaching a Bible study. And um, depending on you as a person and your teaching abilities, your gifts, if you will, you may want to focus on one of the others. Um, as you'll, if you go back and listen to that episode, you'll you'll see that I like kind of a mixture of those. We kind of highlight them, talk about how to do those. Uh, but that's something you definitely want to answer before you start your Bible study, so that you're prepared when the time comes. The fifth and final question you have to answer before you start is what else is included in the Bible study. This is a really good one because this is going to decide how much time you need. Yes, absolutely. So you want to think about, is there a fellowship time included? Is there a prayer time included? Because those things are going to change the dynamics of the time it takes, the place you meet, 
all kinds of stuff like that. Things like, is there food involved? Because that takes a lot of time, but it also builds depth into the relationship building. It really does. When you eat together and then you study together, it's dynamically different. So you've got to decide, you know, basically, what all are you going to put into this? Are you going to have a time of worship, of praise? Are you going to include uh, things like communion? Are you going to do blessings? Are you going to have prayer time? You got to decide what's the scope of this, because that really will determine your location, how much time is required. And we've done a variety of these different Bible studies. Sometimes it's a lunch study where you just you meet, you open in prayer, you dig into the Word, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, you're, you're headed back to work. Or we've done fellowship groups where it takes three, four hours because you have people over, there's dinner, there's kids, there's blessings, there's all kinds of stuff included in that. The blessings is one of my favorite things to include in a small group like this because it involves everybody. Even the children can get involved in that. And if you've never been part of uh, Blessings, then man, you got to tune into our video when we do that. We haven't done it yet. We should do that. We should. Because passing the blessing is amazing, especially when you have kids involved. They learn how to bless people, how to pray for people, and that's awesome. So just to wrap up, when you're thinking about starting a new Bible study, these are five things you really should answer and figure out before you start so that the expectations are clear, you know where you're going, and if you're fuzzy on any of them, remember, you need to pray. You need to ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and then spend some time preparing before you start. So God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, just hit like, subscribe, all that, if this is helpful. God bless everyone.